Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Friday, October 20th. By the way, tomorrow happens to be the birthday of Brother Mark Barnett, so we want to wish Brother Mark a happy birthday. And next week is going to be our regular radio marathon. This will be our fall radio marathon. Usually somewhere around the first of the month, we pushed it towards the end of the month. <laughs> to get as close as we can towards the end of the year. We're hoping this will carry us into the next year. So I hope you'll pray for us, call in and help us on the Radio Marathon next week, Wednesday through Saturday. Brother Doug Bell, pastor of the Sooner Rose Baptist Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, will be preaching for us on Friday night and on Sunday morning as well. All right, we're looking one more time in Matthew chapter 22 and the first 10 verses. We're going to read all those verses again today. This is our third installment of this particular sermon. You are invited to the supper. That's what we're preaching on. You are invited to the supper. And we've looked at this parable that our Lord spoke, and we saw the initiation of grace. God prepared the supper. Then we looked at the invitation of the gospel. God sent his messengers and even his son to tell you a written invitation and a verbal invitation. And then we looked at the indifference of the godless, how people refused that invitation. And now today we're going to look at the infuriation of the Godhead as we continue and complete the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. All right. Matthew 22, verse number 1. The Bible says... And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding and they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed. All things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it and went their ways. One to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth. And he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all, as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests." Our text that I read to you is a parable of our Lord. It actually goes down through verse number 14. I think 11 through 14 is included in it, but I want to stop here because I'm not going to deal with that one in there without the wedding garment. Not That's not part of my sermon for this morning. But uh, I'd like to look at this parable a little bit, Give a, if you'd allow me to, give an introduction to it. Uh, mention some things that are not necessarily part of my sermon, but I believe would would introduce it. First of all, let me point out that, as I said, this parable runs down through verse number 14. 
but the first ten verses deal with people being invited that didn't come. And then others being invited in their place. I want to preach this morning on this thought. You are invited to the supper. There's the initiation of grace. There's the invitation of the gospel. Number three, there's the indifference of the godless. Look at verse three, those last five words. And they would not come. Can you believe that? The king, not just anybody. This is not some pauper. This is not some just somebody nobody knows. This is the king sent them a written invitation. And they wouldn't come. Look at verse number 5. But they made light of it and went their way. One to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. They would not come. The people were offered salvation. They were given the invitation. They heard the invitation, but they would not come. They made light of it, verse number 5 says. Can I say this? When people neglect the Word of God, when you don't read your Bible, by the way, your Bible is full of invitations to come to Jesus. When you don't read your Bible, you're making light of God's invitation. Have you, you may have, a lot of people probably have received an invitation in the mail and somehow or another that it wasn't recognized as something of importance or for whatever reason it got put aside and never even opened the invitation. Not only didn't respond, never opened it and read it. There's a lot of people got a Bible. Somebody may have gave it to them or somebody may have paid a great price that they could have that Bible. By the way, all of us, our Bible cost somebody a great price somewhere down the line that we could have it in English. Amen. But they never open it. They never read the invitation. I'll tell you another way people neglect the invitation. When they don't go to the house of God. Amen. Where the Bible's open, the, the letter's read, but also where it's proclaimed. And you get both a written and an oral invitation. You make light of the invitation. And please don't make light of this invitation. Notice who it is that gives it. It's the king. It's God himself. It's about His Son. Now listen to me. Don't make light of God. If you neglect the invitation, you make light of it, you are disrespecting God, you are dishonoring His Son, and you're increasing your chance of damnation. You're adding sin upon sin. You're heaping wrath upon wrath. When you reject the invitation of God, when you say, no, not now, I'm not, I'm not ready, no, you'll, I'm not coming to you on your time schedule, I'll come to you on mine. Friend, that's not how it's going to work. God don't make those kind of deals. Notice how these people made light of it. Verse number five. But they made light of it and went their ways. They just went on their way. In other words, they just went on with life. They went to their farm, some went to their farm, some went to their merchandise. I would, think a farm would be the business, perhaps, perhaps it would be the enjoyment, right? Some, some people enjoy a farm, amen, and that's good, I think that's, that's nice. Maybe it was, they went on with their enjoyment, and there's a lot of people caught up in enjoyment and, and what's the word I'm looking for, attractions and amusements, that they don't have time for God, They're too caught up in enjoying life. Amen. 
You'd be surprised, and I know it's, it's getting cold weather, so it's not like it has been, but you'd be surprised how many people out on a boat on a lake on Sunday morning rather than in the house of God. Now, they're enjoying the blessings. I thank God for the lake. Thank God for the boat. But thank God more for the house of God. Amen. The lake and the boat can wait till after the house of God or another day. Amen. That's right. We can name a lot of things, people. Maybe they're four-wheeling in the, in the wintertime. Maybe they're hunting. Maybe they're, they're fishing. Whatever. I don't know what all they're doing, but they're enjoying their entertainment. They're enjoying their pleasures. They don't have time for God. They're making light of the things of God. They're going on their way. But I think about that farm, not just as the farm, but I think about, you know, as fun, but the business of it. In the days of our Lord, that's how the majority of people made their living. They've got the vineyard and they're selling the grape juice and the grapes and the product of it. They're, they're selling and they're making money on that. And there's a lot of people so busy making money, they don't have time for God. And he said some of their merchandise, again, that could be the money-making part or it could be just the acquirement of things. They're so caught up with things. Amen. Far too many people think more of the things of this life than they do the things of God and the things of eternity. Amen. They're guilty of making light of God's invitation. But verse 6 tells us that not only did some had indifference, but there's another crowd. All right, so one went to his farm, another to his merchandise, and the remnant, one's not in business or not in amusement or enjoyments, the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. Now, there's some people just shut the door. They're just not interested in hearing what you've got to say. There's others that'll curse you all the way off their property. There are some that will approach you and will try to attack you and will try to intimidate or infuriate you. They'll do whatever they can because not only, they don't just make light of it. It infuriates them and makes them angry. It's one thing to ignore God. It's another thing to get angry at God. Some of them not only snuffed at the invitation, they actually retaliated against the invitation. They were rough and rude. To the servants that voiced the invitation. They killed some of the servants. And there are not too many people killing preachers. It happens, but it doesn't happen like that so much today. But I'll tell you one way they kill the preaching. Turn the radio off. Don't go to church on Sunday morning. Or just don't bother to come back on Sunday night. Or don't bother to come on Wednesday night. And just turn them off. They stay out of church. Refusing to hear the preaching that offers the invitation. We've seen the initiation of grace, the invitation of the gospel, and the indifference of the godless. Let me show you the fourth thing, and that is the infuriation of the Godhead. God got angry. Look at verse 7. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. You see that? Now he's talking about their city, one city. He's talking about the city of Jerusalem. There's no question this parable is primarily to them, but we understand the, the application to us. Amen. I'll say more about that application. But the king was incensed. The king was angry. He had been personally dishonored. But not only had they dishonored his person, they had dishonored his son. His son that he loved so much. His son that he wanted this marriage to honor his son. They had disrespected God. They had dishonored his son. And now they're dismissing his servants. And that angered the king. 
Grace offers salvation. Amen. But rejecting and refusing that grace that is offered welcomes the judgment of God and brings the wrath of God. It would naturally bring the wrath of God. Amen. When people refuse to come to Christ, here's what they find. He said, he, look, at, look at the phrase that he said. He, he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Those armies... Now, historically, talking about Israel, it would be the armies of Rome. What Rome did in those days, Rome had been a great power and had a great military, but they started farming out their military work. They did like a lot of other nations do. They, they let somebody else do their surrogate fighting for them. Matter of fact, we do that quite a bit in America. And they, they had hired on the Arabic people that came. And by the way, that's why that the, the temple was destroyed. Rome didn't like to destroy artifacts. Titus didn't want that artifact destroyed. But God had made the pledge that it would be. Jesus said there'll not be one stone left on another stone. Amen. It was going to be destroyed. And God used the anger of those Muslims, those Arabs that were there. He used that anger to override the uh, nostalgia that the Romans wanted to, to preserve. Amen. And he destroyed it like he said he was going to do. But here's where I'm going. When a person rejects the, the invitation of God, God sends forth his armies. And it may be cancer. It may be, you name a thousand things, heart disease, diabetes, diseases of the flesh. They start affecting people. What does it do? It destroys our body. It start, we start losing our opportunity then to respond to the gospel. The armies come. But look what he said that those armies would do. Verse number 7, destroyed those murderers. And burned up their city. Now listen. When people reject the gospel. I'll tell you what they can expect. They can, they can expect the wrath of God to come. They can expect destruction to come their way. And they can expect to burn forever in the lake of fire. If they reject the gospel. Now he called them murderers. Murderers. Can I say this? We have, a, we have an opinion ourselves. For example, I'll use this. We'll talk about hunting. We're in hunting season. We're not for just killing animals just to slay a bunch of animals. Just for the thrill of killing. Right? And it's an animal. It's not a human. I understand people are crazy about that. Now you kill humans and not animals. But they're crazy about that. But this is an animal I'm talking about. But we say, don't kill it unless you're going to use it or somebody's going to use it. Amen. Don't be wasteful in that. That's how we look at it. If Jesus is going to die and he's not, if you're going to kill him and not let him be your sacrifice, you're a murderer. Amen. If you're going to kill Jesus and not allow him, you didn't offer him, he's not your sacrifice, you're a murderer. And God's going to hold sinners accountable for the blood of God's own son. They'll have bloody hands at the judgment seat. Amen. At the great white throne judgment, when they stand before God, they'll stand with blood on their hands. Here's what the Jews said when they hollered out to Pilate. Let his blood be on us and on our children. That's what the Jews said. They weren't talking about covering their sins. They said, let the guilt be on us. Let the guilt be passed down to our children. Amen. Now, by the way, that's not a Excuse to be anti-Semitic, to be Jew haters. No, that's not an excuse for that. God's not a Jew hater. He's going to one day redeem the Jew, thank God. Amen. 
But when they rejected Christ, their nation was destroyed. Amen. And I read a little bit about that this week. Matter of fact, another thing I read where Spurgeon said, Spurgeon said that the city of Jerusalem, that he had read what Josephus said, and that the city of Jerusalem was so destroyed that they said that nobody could believe anybody had ever lived there. I forget how many is over a million people died in that one war in Israel over the city of Jerusalem. That's Unbelievable at the bloodshed. Unbelievable at the destruction. Why was that? Because they said, we won't have this man to rule over us. Amen. That happened physically. What about spiritually when people reject the gospel? God sends forth His armies, whatever they are. Maybe devils. Amen. Maybe to attack our mind. Maybe to attack our body. Maybe to attack our soul. He talks about those, what, how does he talks about, I'm trying to get the word to come to my mind. I can't get it. He deals with those things, how that he releases, the tormentors. He releases those tormentors on them. Amen. That's the infuriation of God. No wonder the king would be angry. No wonder he'd be angry when they rejected his message. They've hated his son. They've killed his servants mistreated those that even came to tell them the gospel message. Last of all, I want you to notice this. That is the indulgence of grace. Look at verse number 8 through 10. If it had ended at verse 7, we'd understand it. But it doesn't. The story not on, does not end in destruction. That would be a natural, normal story. But grace intervenes in verse number 8. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye find, bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all, as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. Amen. The wedding was furnished with guests. God offered it to some, they said, no thank you. Some just was indifferent, they just ignored it. Others were infuriated and, and attacked and retaliated. And God was angry. But even in His wrath, God remembered mercy. Amen. Even in His wrath, God sent other servants to other people. Amen. That they might hear the message of grace. God's not only long-suffering, He is full of mercy. And full of grace. Amen. Down through the years, prophets and preachers have been rejected and underappreciated. They've been cast out. Paul said, we're the refuse of the world. Hey, that's what I'm the great apostle Paul said. That's how people look upon us. And yet God still calls preachers. And God still sends them forth to herald the good news of the gospel. Come ye sinners, poor and needy. Jesus' blood can make you free. For He saved the worst among you when He saved a wretch like me. Amen. He's still calling preachers to herald that message. John Bunyan said this. He said that he, he knew God had to call him in order for him to be saved. He was waiting for the gospel call. I'm not talking about a call to preach. He's waiting for God to call him to himself. And he said he started reading his Bible and he said he read where God called Peter and he thought, Lord, wish I'd have been Peter. You'd have called me. 
He read where God called, or Jesus called the two sons of Zebedee. He said, I wish I was James or John. Lord, you would have called me. And he got to thinking about that. Lord, I wish I was one of them you would have called. Amen. And I got to thinking about that. Somebody might be sitting out there saying, you know, God's called a lot of people and they wouldn't come. I wish He'd call me. Friend, I want to tell you, He's calling today. He's calling today. If they won't accept Him, you can by the good grace of God. Amen. Here's what I got to thinking about too. I got to think about those blind men that sat by the wayside begging. Jesus passed by their way. He wasn't calling them. But you know what they did? They called to Him. Amen. Amen. When they called to Him, He called to them. Amen. And I'll tell you what you can do. If Maybe He's not calling you yet. But if you'll call to Him, perhaps He will. Amen. Matter of fact, I believe He will. Amen. I believe on the authority of the Word of God. If you'll call unto Him, you can find Him. If you'll search for Him with all your heart. I believe that. There's the indulgence of grace. God's still calling Preachers, those sinners have refused to heed the gospel message. Down through the years, God's still proclaiming the truth. Amen. Down through the years, God's allowing the truth to go forth. Amen. Around the world and sending it out and heralding it out. Even now, at the end of the world, He's still sending the gospel message. I can say it this way, the way the songwriter said it. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. There's room at the cross for you. You're invited to this supper. Let's stand to our feet. Heads bowed and eyes closed as they come with a song. How about it? Do you need to come to Jesus? Will you come? He didn't say they could not come. He said they would not come. Will you respond to the gospel? You are invited to the supper. Will you come? And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. As that concludes another week of radio broadcasting, we do hope you have a great weekend. I hope you'll be in the house of God on the Lord's Day. And I'd love to take this opportunity to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Our Sunday morning service, Sunday school starts up at 1015 a.m. and then the preaching time at 1105 a.m. as well. Sunday evening service is at 630 p.m. Love to have you come and be part of those with us. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.